Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We did just hear some of the sidebar from Andrew Barry. And there was the, the podium Andrew Barry. And then there was the sidebar Andrew Barry. And uh, I want to get into, he had a, a, a take. or He was asked a question, rather, about uh, whether the defensive tackle spot or wide receiver spot is more important. And so we're going to get to that in just one second here. But I got to say, I think if you ask me right now what's more important, Getting a, um, and just under elite, like a like a really good starter, but not necessarily an elite player at defensive tackle, or a really good player, but maybe not an elite player at wide receiver. Right now, I'd probably say defensive tackle. But here was Andrew Barry during the sidebar. Defensive tackle or wide receiver, which is the greater need? Um, all the above. All the above. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew, when you good try though, I appreciate it. <laughs> And uh, there's a little non-answer there. I I wonder if the Browns aren't being that forthcoming when it comes to – because I thought Andrew in that same thing did a great job at talking about resource allocation and how the offensive line is always going to be um, part of that resource allo- – they're always going to use their resources in that area, right? When you start to divvy out, all right, 25%, 25%, 15%, when you start kind of stacking positional importance, whether it's draft picks, whether it's money, whether it's um, any kind of other thought process, whether it's you know, developmental, whatever, the offensive line is going to be one of their more important areas. And I like to hear that, by the way, because I think once you have a really nice quarterback, uh, and, and hopefully Deshaun can be that and can be healthy here, I think the best thing you can have for a upper echelon quarterback is an elite offensive line and elite defensive line. Because an elite quarterback can get by with goodish weapons, right? I mean, honestly, Pat Mahomes, and he is one of one, so I'm not expecting this from Deshaun. Pat Mahomes took five wide receivers who were anywhere from Kaka to, eh, they belong in the NFL. I think Rasheed Rice will be a nice player in the future. But but look at what he did. Look, Pat elevated. Even look at the stats of Travis Kelsey before um, Pat Mahomes got there. He helped take – 
Kelsey to a not a completely different, but to that next level of production. So I thought that was interesting. Um, You did hear him talk about Greenbrier and the the the, basically the plan this year for the offseason, including joint practices. We will be going back to the Greenbrier, and we will be doing joint against uh, the Minnesota Vikings. They'll be coming to Berea. They'll be coming to Berea. Yeah. So you guys are out the travel. Very cagey. He was a little more playful on the the sidebar. Um, I hate Greenbrier for fans because it does limit the amount of events they can have out at Berea. And I I remember the very first offseason that the Browns came back, my uncle and I, my uncle Richard and I, who was an avid Cleveland sports fan, and me and him went to like three or four days in a row. He literally took a week off. And it was it was you know, I I had always watched the Browns on TV. I'd been to, I think, a game when I was like nine, but it's really tough when you're really, really young to have any individual connection to that because it's you're kind of learning the game. And you in my case, I learned the game through my dad, and my uncles. In this case, that was like the first moment I really got to like, oh, um, I almost said Andy Katzenmore. It wasn't him. I'm trying to think of the, the but I, I got like I still have the hat. I have like 30 Brown signature from that 99 team. And each one of them took time to, Hey kid, how you doing? And they were just, and that was like, that was, they became my team then. And so I hate it for, for Brown's fans. I think it makes a lot of sense. If the Browns truly feel like Greenbrier was a part of their success in team building to try and double that and do everything they can to try and basically win double digit games again and have good culture and start stacking winning seasons because now that's the next barrier. We keep talking about the Browns. We're like, well, you know, maybe next you win a Super Bowl. That's not really how this goes. If this thing does go linearly, which it could, it could also not go, you know, winning, having back-to-back winning playoff seasons for the first time since 1988 and 1989 would be significant for this franchise. And if that means Greenbrier helps that, well now I can't I can't uh get mad about it when they're in West Virginia and I wish they were down the road because it worked this year at the very least. And one more here, uh this is uh Andrew Barry talking about the importance of a veteran backup quarterback. Quarterback will always be a high priority for us like from 1 to 3. What that room looks like as we get into the summer that I'm not sure yet it'll, it'll, it'll largely just depend on who's available and at what cost we'll get to the specifics here at some point um I don't like what the Browns did two years ago at backup even though it actually paid dividends on the field for most of that season because theoretically they built the team and they built the quarterback room on a flaw and I don't like that I I, th- I think it, it made the transition to Deshaun even more difficult. We'll get that to that more later in the show. But where we are with the Browns are I will have no problem if from now until whenever you hand the reins over to the next quarterback, I will have no problem if every single year, if you don't bring in a veteran quarterback, if every single year you bring in and, and use a, a draft pick on the quarterback position. I think one of the brightest and most brilliant quarterback gurus, quarterback, whatever it was, was Ron Wolf, and Ron Wolf in in Green Bay saying we're gonna we're gonna find a quarterback every year, undrafted free agent, uh, seventh round pick, sixth round pick, fifth round pick, fourth round pick, whatever it is, waiver what we're gonna find a young developmental quarterback, 
and we're, because what that led to was like they were so replete with quarterbacks in '94 they cut Kurt Warner, they traded, uh, they lost Mark Brunell. Uh, sorry, they traded Mark Brunell uh, to the uh, Jags in I think '95 for a couple of picks. They traded Matt Hasselbeck for a first round pick. That look at Ty Detmer. Look at all the guys that they had that they got extra picks out of in the future, and they had good backup quarterbacks. So if you're not going to bring in a veteran every single year from now on, if if you can get to a point, even when Deshaun is healthy, given his frame, given his injury history, I have no problem if every year, whether it's a fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round pick, Green Bay, or New England did this a bit too with Garoppolo and a few other guys. I'd have no problem if you bring in a different quarterback every year. So uh, we'll we'll have more to say about Andrew Barry. We do again. We got Daniel Jeremiah coming up at four. I want to get into. Uh, DJ's thoughts on the Browns wide receiver position, what he thinks the big need is going to the combine, probably the Nick Chubb situation as well. But while we get ready for the combine, big return in Cleveland tonight, which is Kyrie Irving coming back again as a member of the Dallas Mavericks uh, to uh, to the place that that his career started in, uh, in Cleveland. So it's a 7 p.m. tip-off. And I, you know, it's weird. I have such a, I don't say weird. I never know exactly how I'm going to feel when Kyrie returns. Of all the guys who I have infinite admiration for, Kyrie is somebody that I get pretty annoyed with. And mostly because I think, I think Kyrie is, is uh, I just, I don't relate to him. For all the good things, you know, and it's not, it's not an age thing. It's not an NBA thing. It's just, he's just, wants so hard to be something he's not a provocateur and he wants so so very deeply to be something that I don't I think he's wearing the wrong hat because all I've heard the good things I've heard of Kyrie are money does not matter that much to him he will go out of his way to help people around him and when he finds you know he hears uh, somebody in need he's willing to help them that's what I like to hear about Kyrie Irving when, when Kyrie kind of slings his cockamamie theories, Oh my God, it does nothing for me. It really doesn't. But I think Kyrie's always been caught in some ways in that shadow of LeBron. And I think a lot of that, you know, flat earth crap, a lot of that, just the, uh, how woke are you all that, you know, Oh, I'm so awoke. I'm, yeah, I'm so woke. I'm asleep. That kind of crap. Like, and that's not what he said, by the way, but it was equally dumb to what I just said. Um, a lot of that, I think, is always like little brother syndrome. And I just, I can't fathom being Kyrie and having that chip on my shoulder. I just can't. And maybe it's because I, you know, we all kind of, maybe it's the money thing. We look at guys and say, man, look at the money you've made. Like, how can you still have that chip on your shoulder? Or how can you care what you're perceived as? But I feel very similar to the Kevin Durant thing. Like, dude, you're one of one. Who, who gives a damn whether people think you're a brilliant scholar or whether people want to hear your takes on China or not? Who cares? We understand the weight that it involves to be like LeBron James. LeBron has chosen to do those things, and it's not always benefited him. But Kyrie, I think, has tried to mimic that in the weirdest way possible. And there's also times where when Kyrie comes back, I'm like, ah, oh, man, you know what? That was a good run. And I have a specific soft spot for Kyrie because Kyrie, in those really lost years with, with Byron Scott, 
And I, I know them especially well because there were times where I went to cover the Cavs and it was me and the backup reporter from the AP and we were the only members of the media there uh, like three days before Byron Scott got fired. And so uh, to then a year, two years later, fast forward to all of the NBA media is at a random practice in uh, December with LeBron, it was a little like I there's a part of me that does, man, that was pretty cool before the Cavs got big again. And man, can you imagine if they'd been able to build it by themselves? But I am curious, 216-474-0092. It does beg the question about Kyrie and how you see him and how you see him in Cleveland. Is Kyrie still the second most beloved player on that championship team or from that championship team? Because what, what I've really kind of enjoyed watching is the moving goalpost that is how we have felt about every player on that team. Like, there are people at that parade that after LeBron left the second time, was like, eh, it wasn't worth it. I would like to have those people drug tested. But the point is, there were people who, because LeBron didn't end his career in Cleveland, there are people who were like, eh, yeah, what, what was LeBron really worth it? I would say yes. Say the winning the first uh, title in Cleveland history for 50 years, I would say it's worth it. But I digress. But there are people who, uh, you know, after Kyrie got traded or forced his way out of Cleveland, is a better way to put that, and Kevin Love resigned, Kevin became the second favorite player. And then the last year and a half happened with all that weirdness where Kevin forced his way out of Cleveland. And then there was Tristan Thompson, and then there was the Kardashians, and then there was J.R. Smith. And then there was J.R. Smith after LeBron left. Like, it's been so wild to look at that. There's Delhi, And then Delhi came back. And then Delhi was couldn't really play anymore because his knees were shot. And then we still kind of liked him, but it was like, yeah, you probably were a little overrated. So 216-474-0092. With Kyrie returning to Cleveland tonight, it'll be Kyrie, Luka versus uh, Darius Garland, Donovan Mitchell, and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, by the way, the Mavericks are actually they, – they just had their seven-game win streak snap, so there's going to be a, a testy one tonight with the Cavaliers kind of playing wonkily. Who's the second most beloved player on that championship team? It still might be Kyrie. There is – there's a part of me that there is – there's some point when it's like the sixth return, the, the homecoming. Um, if a team is still playing like a tribute video, we get to make fun of you. And I, I do not expect a tribute video for Kyrie tonight. I feel like that would be a little forced. Uh, he forced his way out. You won a title with him. That was super cool. He's a bit of a goober. But, like, you, we're, we're past. I think the next tribute for Kyrie should be when he retires and when you have you rebuild that relationship and all of a sudden you can put the, the number up in the rafters. Am I right on that, by the way? Yeah, and I think that... I think a lot of people's answers to this question we, we asked, and I put the poll out there, who's the second most beloved Cavs player from the 2016 championship team? Can I just say? We got to do a poll. Well, we, no, I, so what's funny about this is I just, I didn't tell you, and I just put up the question. That's why we got two different polls. We, we can compare them. Well, no, it's, it wasn't a poll. It was just an open forum. And uh, this is, we, we might need vacations from each other because we're thinking a little too similarly right now. Well, and I made the, the options. You can only make four options. So I made it Kyrie Irving, Kevin Love, Tristan Thompson, and other. Because I think other would include guys like J.R. Smith, uh -huh. Matthew Delavadova, believe it or not, because he was a fan favorite. I think there would be a small minority of people that would probably say his bringing his name up. But I think a lot of people's answers today 
will be different than people's answers 10 years from now. Because I think it's easy to go out there and just ignore the Kyrie thing and say, well, you know, it didn't end well and everything, but all it takes is one special night after he's done playing. He comes back here if they retire his jersey or have a special tribute to the championship team or whatever. He makes one comment and the city falls in love with him again. That's all it takes. So I'm not saying that's going to happen. But right now, people, there's probably a good amount of people that would not say Kyrie that might say Kyrie 10 years from now when he's done playing. So I'll actually, so I agree with you. I think some of this depends on Kyrie off the court. I think if 10 years from... Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month. with Eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Now... Kyrie's kind of separated himself from whatever agitator, you know, thought provo- you know, provocateur role that he took. And I think he actually has a little bit in Dallas. He seems to be cognizant of how much money that's cost him. And so I think he's chilled out on that. I think, I don't know. I, I don't listen to Dallas sports talk every day. But I think if I think if Kyrie stays clear, I think you're right. Ten years from now, people are going to remember what he really did. I also think, and and listen, I don't put a lot of stock into this or thought into this. If seven years from now, if Kyrie towards the end of his career, if he became like a backup point guard, I'm thinking like Jim Tomey at the end of his career. Jim Tomey, everybody was mad at him. I'm never going to forgive Jim Tomey. Jim Tomey came back at the end of his career, had like a 30-game run, hit that one big home run, and a good deal of Clevelanders, not everyone, but a good deal of Clevelanders were like, that's my guy. I'm sorry. I love you. I never meant what I said. I think Kyrie's the same way. Like, I don't know if Kyrie ever came back as a full-time starter. I think I just think he's a guy that burns hot and he burns out 
like fan bases. But I think if one day, eight years from now, at the end of his career, Kyrie came back and and was part of a really good team like Matthew Delavadova as a backup quarterback, if he ever had that inclination, or maybe he was like the face of like the first year of a rebuilding team at the end of his career. I I also think that though I think those are the kind of roadmaps to get people to remember not just how crucial, but how really truly beloved Kyrie was in town. Yeah, not only that, but I think over the last few years, you know, there's been rumors about Kyrie and LeBron maybe teaming back up and LeBron trying to recruit him to LA or whatever. And there's a lot of people that didn't want that to happen, but they would admit the reason that they really didn't want it to happen. And I think the reason a lot of people didn't want it to happen is because we had that special thing. We don't want somebody else to have that special yeah. thing. Like it was enough to have LeBron to go to LA and now they have to get to experience him and win a championship with him. You don't want the other guy that helped you win it with the shot to be able to experience that and then have a championship run as well. So like, I think a lot of people would say that they just didn't like Kyrie, but in the end, they just didn't want that specialness to be spread to another, another market. All right. So it's never going to happen because the, the, how complicated this would be. If you could with Evan Mobley and Jared Allen, if tomorrow, uh, not tomorrow, but if, if for whatever reason you could facilitate one more run with LeBron and Kyrie, you don't need to now. So this is a moot point. I'm going to tell you right now, if the Cavs had not traded for Donovan and they were still the seventh or eighth seed or ninth seed, if they were just a play-in team as currently constructed, you can't tell me that most fans wouldn't sign up for that tomorrow. Because I will contend, like for people like me, Kyrie just annoys me. Oh, sorry. When Kyrie is on his BS trying to prove some point that nobody understands, when he's forcing the provocateur stuff instead of just showing that he's a good guy with a big heart. Like, I'm cool with you being aloof, man. I'm cool with you being a, a little a, a little different than what we need from other superstars. But, like, when he's not doing the fake BS, I would take LeBron and Kyrie back in Cleveland in a second. Yeah, you know what's funny about this? I was looking at the poll results, and we've got a significant amount of votes right now, so it's you can read into it a little bit. Kyrie leads the way with 41% of the vote of the second most beloved, and Kevin Love is just right behind him at 40%. What's interesting about that to me is like Kevin Love after the championship run became beloved because yeah. like during the championship run, he was the guy that everybody's like, this is the reason why you're not winning. Well, even like, in 2017, the, you yeah, remember, remember the, the Paul point. George rumors when we all looked around being like, well, if you could turn Kevin Love into Paul and a first round pick into Paul George, take that, take that and run with it. And so, yeah, I mean, I, I don't think Kevin was truly the second most beloved guy on that team. You know when? When he resigned the contract. Right. That's what I'm yep. saying. After the championship run is when Cavs fell in love with him because he stayed around and, and tried to be part of that rebuild. So, I, I by the way, I totally just ADD'd out on air. I, I was making a point about, um, in 216-474-0092, with Kyrie coming back to Cleveland tonight, what kind of reaction do you expect? And who is the second most beloved player on that championship team? Because I will contend that although Kyrie has annoyed me at points and Kyrie's false provocateur thing has has been, I, I just use the word annoying. I would say harmless, but uh, he said some things that I don't think are harmless. But like, that's not why I think Cleveland has had a sore spot for Kyrie. I think if, if people mother bleep Kyrie, I think it is much more likely because we blame him for the end of the Cavs title runs. And I think if you look at how the NBA played the next two years, I don't think you're beating Golden State uh, the, the time where they won the second title. But the Raptors title, 
if Kyrie stays and if Kevin Love, Kyrie Irving, and LeBron stay, I think that 2019 title is yours. I don't think that Raptors team with Kawhi is getting past the Cleveland Cavaliers. But even so, I would say I think your anger, anger should be also pointed at Dan Gilbert. I, I as, as immature or whatever, I don't even want to say immature, as is strong-headed, stubborn, sensitive, whatever you want to call Kyrie, as much of that as he was, different, aloof, whatever, hot and cold, however you want to frame it, they shouldn't have traded him. Like I, I still to this day, like I'm, I'm annoyed because Kyrie annoys me, and and because I just, I just want him to stop worrying about his perception. I think it is useless. I think, I think him, KD, I, 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 I've teasingly called them like the betas, like they're guys who are telling everybody how alpha they are. They're not. You care too much about what people think for you to be true alphas, but like. I just look at both guys. I'm like, you're freaking unicorns. You guys are going to make $300 million at the very worst in your career. What are you doing? But I think, I don't think I ever forgave Dan Gilbert for trading Kyrie. So when Kyrie comes back, if tonight I had tickets for my girls and my my wife and I to go to this game, I'd, I'd cheer Kyrie. I think we're to the point where I I think I've, I've although I know he, he made the request. He went to Boston. Guys, he jobbed Boston. Like we, He didn't job us the way he jobbed Boston, leaving for nothing, where they were starting to take off with uh, Brown and Tatum. I think this is the first year that they've had as good of a roster as they had when Kyrie, Jalen, and Jason Tatum were all like young and, and having a chance to, to rule the East. Kyrie leaving cost them a chance at a dynastic run, even though – Health issues were catching up with him at that point. So, like, I'm not really even mad about Kyrie for leaving anymore. I have a little unresolved trauma with uh, with Dan Gilbert because neither Ty Lue nor LeBron wanted him to trade the guy. And I think the next two years might look a little different. I think maybe then you could turn around and trade Kevin Love for a better third piece, but I digress. But I thought it was wild, like, I don't think it like right now the 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 poll that Keith put up at afternoon nine two three fan because this is the show of polls, and we do like to show our work and show our polls here. Two hundred fifty seven votes, forty two point eight percent saying Kyrie. And listen, this is your interpretation. I'm not attacking you if you say it's Kevin Love over Kyrie, but like I I've seen a lot of people in my mentions say J R Smith. I love J R Smith. All right. If there's ever an instance, you know, uh, the mayor of Cleveland wanted to smoke up with, or sorry, drop a gummy with one of the dudes from Cleveland scene. Uh, cause he's the cool hip mayor. You should vote for him for president. He's Justin Bibb. Um, if, if I ever did a podcast stoned to bejesus, it because J.R. Smith said we could do it. The only way I've never been on air drunk. I've never been on air in any way, uh, you know, altered thinking anything. J.R. Smith said, hey, I want to do a podcast with you for 60 minutes, but we got to smoke up first. I am doing it, all right? I don't say about it. I want to smoke up with LeBron and then talk about talk hoops, okay? I don't want to smoke it up with Kyrie and talk about his thoughts on the uh, the curvature of the globe or lack thereof. Kevin Love, eh, miss me, man. Miss me with some of that. J.R. is the guy I want to chill with the most. 
He's not, uh, to me, he can't be the second most beloved because he was a role player on a great team. I thought he was the coolest dude in the world, loved his energy, loved his heart. But man, I just can't, I can't look at Kyrie and go, that dude hit the biggest shot in the history of the Cleveland Cavaliers and go, eh, J.R. Smith's more important. J.R. Smith's more beloved. Let's go with Don. Welcome to the show, buddy. What you got for us? Good afternoon. How are you doing today? Doing very well. What you got? So, I soured on Kyrie because he became weird. <laughs> and maybe he was always weird. I mean, maybe he was always weird and we didn't know it, but he became real weird. But the guy's always been an awesome basketball player, right? And a lot of, a lot of guys in sports do crazy things, weird things, and not like them. Um, I didn't like Kyrie when he left. But you can't hate the guy. You don't have to like him. And he made the biggest shot in Cavs history. Like, he, like his shot was part of two plays that won us. The only title we've had in this town. And Kyrie was awesome when he did it. And he's still a hell of a basketball player. So I, I can never hate Kyrie. I don't, I don't always see eye to eye with what, what he does. Um, but, man, that guy was, he was so good when he was here. Um, I will say this about Jr. since you brought him up. Um, he was definitely more of a role player than, you know, the second most important guy. But I think you'll agree with me in Game 7, we probably don't win Game 7 if he doesn't hit those eight or nine points in a row, right? He's, pr- he's pretty big in that. Um, hey, real quick, yeah. Don, are you going to the game tonight? I am not. I actually right. have not been to a Cavs game all year. Okay, if you were going tonight, would you cheer Kyrie, boo yeah. Kyrie, or have yeah. no yeah. reaction? I would. You have to cheer. He, he made the biggest shot. I mean, just, I would clap, cheer, be done with it. Don, we appreciate you, buddy. Two one six four seven four double zero nine two. I, I actually think all three guys, the three main guys on the team, like if if Richard Jefferson was still playing, RJ would get cheers tonight. There's no there's no compunction about how that ended. If J.R. Smith was just randomly, everybody would cheer. Delhi shown on the jumbotron, gonna get cheers. I don't know how much, how many cheers versus jeers LeBron would get on any given night coming back to Cleveland. Same thing for Kevin Love right now, and same thing for Kyrie. That, that's not a like a negative. Like I really don't know. It's just weird that the guys we have the most complicated relationship with from the best team in Cleveland Cavaliers history, and maybe the best team in Cleveland sports history, or at least in the last fifty years. The three best players, most impactful players on that team are the teams that we kind of have still weird relationships with. Maybe it's because they're still playing. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.